It's my new awning. <laughs> oh, fabulous. Because it's obviously important to do things in the field marked, I never needed this, but I bought it on the internet. Quite. I've bought loads of nonsense that I didn't need. A shakti mat, for a start. We should talk about that, though, in part of our rambling. Okay, beauty. Beauty? Just turning my phone off. So here we are with podcast number... What is it? Don't worry about the numbers. No one cares. Dolly. Where's the little animal, Dolly? Where's it? Where's she gone? Dark pod. Bob, what's that noise? Bob, what's that? Where's Wolfers? Dark pod. Maria, hello. Hello, Paddy. It's so nice to see you again. The one listener that the podcast has, Mary in California. Um, <laughs> you made that up, yeah. No, sorry, it's Connie in California. It's Shut up. Mary in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Connie in California and Bob in Baltimore. All three are baying to know, how are we performing this technically? Because it sounds like we're next to each other sharing a cup of tea. I know. Well, what I am sharing is your lovely face on a Zoom call and your dulcet tones in my ears with my little plug-ins. And I've got... Uh, a rather marvellous contraption, which is a design classic, in front of me as a microphone. So we're Zooming our podcast in order that we can meet the demand at this lockdown time for content. The demand for our dog pods. So really, it's a lockdown service. And in this episode today, to which we welcome you warmly from our different homes, Maria by the Sea, me... You sound like a vicar. <laughs> we welcome you warmly from our different homes to celebrate the Eucharist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Paddy, what have you been doing in lockdown? Let's not talk about dogs yet. I need to catch up with you first. So I just say that this podcast is about memes and gifts about oh. dogs, but Maria obviously wants to get there later. Well, today I cooked chicken thighs with honey and mustard dripping, new potatoes, spinach and peas. Wait, 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 wait. Honey and mustard dripping. We have to just unpick that. Put one tablespoonful of honey in a bowl, one tablespoonful of whole grain mustard in a bowl, the juice and zest of one lemon, the two crushed cloves of garlic, and then that was the marinade for the chicken thighs. Thank you. Sorry I asked. Now, what have you done? In <laughs> well, do you know what I did? I went on a very, very long bicycle ride yesterday and um, had a flat tyre. Oh. How dull is that? Of course, it was a Sunday. No bicycle shops open. Bicycle shops are open at the moment during lockdown because they're necessary, especially with the new government guidelines for us all to get a bike. So I looked plaintively at other cyclists passing by, hoping they'd got a puncture repair kit. But no, no luck. Nobody wanted to stop because I am a leper and so are they. So, you know, we're socially distancing. So I wandered past my friend's house and had a moment and a glass of wine at a social distance. And um, they couldn't fix it either. What I'm trying to do at the moment is get rid of my seagulls. It's rutting season for the seagulls. Mating season, really, I should say. And there's two outside. Uh, they come back every year on my flat roof in front of my house by the mm. sea. And 
they have to make a real noise while they're doing it up to nine times a day. <gasps> this, this male seagull is insatiable yeah. and flaps his wings furiously mm. while making a very, very like <laughs> with each thrust. Oh. And that can go on for some minutes. And then he gets either bored, tired, or fulfilled and <laughs> hops off again for at least half an hour before the next go. And the poor lady is looking very weary indeed. I mean, not for her. I've got a headache. That doesn't cut any mustard at all. Any mustard dripping indeed. <laughs> um, so how has Bob been since I last spoke for you? Well, Bob is thriving. And um, mm-hmm. in the park the other day, I spotted a border terrier puppy, meaning that there are people getting uh, puppies in lockdown. Puppies in lockdown. And so I pointed at their dog and pointed at mine, but of course I just must have looked like someone who's recently been released from a home uh, because they didn't really want to engage. But anyway, then one member of the family did then later spot the connection. So two people admired my dog on one day, Two, one owner of a Whippet and one owner of a new border terrier puppy. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, and he's quite licky and affectionate. What are you drinking? Heineken. Mm, Good. It's only (laughs) (laughs) 9am. That's not true. It's a very evil thing to do to Connie (laughs) in California. Come on, the comedy door was open. I had to enter. Oh, who's at the door? (laughs) Oh, it's the doorbell, Bob. It's the doorbell. (sighs) Can I just ask you, where do you stand, as we're talking about dogs in the park, on people wanting to pet your dog? Um, Because, you know, this is a new thing that you're not meant to let people pet your dog because something can go onto the dog and then you get it. Mm. I find I can't actually bring myself to say no to people because it just is a joyous thing for everyone. Trying to be very respectful of other people's fears because the rule is, can you keep your dog on a lead, please? So early on, I interpreted that to mean it's about the dog seeing other dogs. So I was in a very vacant part of the park where there were no dogs and I let my dog off the lead to go around this little copse. And lo and behold, proceeding through the copse was one of those slightly posh ladies that one finds in London parks. And she said, you got to put your dog on a lead. That's not posh. You see, you've let me down there. I was thinking when you said slightly posh lady, I was thinking, oh, hooray, we're going to get a different accent. That's wonderful. But no, the flower girl was back. So can we have it again, please, in posh? Excuse me, did you know your dog has to be on a lead? That's better. So my instinct was to not really pay her any attention. But I thought, (laughs) this is someone who's feeling the strain. She doesn't have a dog. She doesn't really know why the dog on lead thing's there, but she knows that there was advice that the dog should be on the lead. So I said to her, against my better judgment, I said, yes, I do know that the dog should be on a lead and I'll put him back on now. And she looked as though the, 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 the whole sort of British thing had been done. In other words, I wasn't rude to her. She wasn't particularly rude to me. But in actual fact, I thought the whole thing was an unnecessary exchange because the dog was nowhere near her Neither did she have a dog of her own. She was just hoping that rules could be obeyed, please. Well, yes, and I think in these uncertain times, people are slightly at the 
end of their tethers. Absolutely. If her tether has something to do with dogs, then that's why she shouted at you. Yes. So therefore, the rule, funnily enough, the rule in this particular park has changed now from dogs must be on a lead to dogs should be on a lead. And around the country, yeah, the advice is changing in different parts of the country. And it's very clear in some small urban parks, your dog must be on a lead. Yes. And of course, now you're more alert, aren't you? Which is, I just looked it up. It's an attitude of vigilance, readiness and caution before an expected attack. I can see that you want to lead me into the new government advice there now. I don't. I just was saying I'm, I am more alert. But it was just that you were saying the ruling around dogs on leads has changed to should be, could be, must be, which sort of is a little bit similar to how everybody is feeling about what we should and shouldn't be doing now. We're not yeah, I think sure. it's, it's definitely the attitude of it. So I put my dog on a lead near all people and near all other dogs. And if there is an empty space round the margin, and I'm confident there is, I have been letting him off the lead at that point. I have, that's the truth of the matter. There's been no incidents at all, and the dog is mostly on the lead. Thank you very much. Glad we cleared that up. So I saw a guy come in with one of those ball launchers. Uh, Was it a ball thrower? Yeah. And so he just walked into the middle of the field, and the dog wasn't on a lead and he just threw this thing as far as he could. And I thought that really is, it's a sort of peacock display of not following the rules. And I, so I can understand how different things come over to people. He just looked really like he wasn't going to obey the rules at all. Thank you very much. His dog was never going to be on a lead. It was going to be running a hundred yards after the tennis ball. Yes. I think we can really only legislate for ourselves. And certainly that seems to be the attitude of the government that we must try and use our own common sense on things. Isn't that what the Swedish say? The Swedish have been doing that, but I think the Swedish are probably better socially than we are on many levels. I mean, I still am doing the outside the co-op saying to somebody, could you get, you know, I'm just trying to socially distance two meters. And he said, well, you want to get a tape measure out? And I said, no, I'm just trying to be safe. Mm. Just In my Tesco's, they've got arrows on the floor. So, of course, today, as I was following the arrow, most of the customers in the shop were walking in exactly the other direction. They, either they haven't seen an arrow on the floor, they don't know how to follow an arrow on the floor, or they don't want to follow an arrow. Those are the only options for going against the arrow that I can see. <laughs> I was I can so. See this is yanking your chain, isn't it? So it's grinding your gears. So yanked was the chain that I said absolutely nothing at all to those people. No, I think it's best in these situations to, like Elsa, to let it go, let it go. Dark pot. Dolly, where's Bob? Dolly. Have you been watching some funny dog memes? Yes. So t- this is now we get to the the meat of today's podcast, which is all those videos and memes which are sustaining people through lockdown. And Maria's mm. got two for me and I've got two for her and we'll describe them with hilarious results. Easy to look up anyway. Um, my first one, Paddy, is I think it's a little Maltese terrier that is vociferously licking the arm of its owner, right. having much pleasure and enjoying it. You know how dogs suddenly just get on a big lick off. Uh, having a very nice time, all that salt on the skin, and then suddenly she starts to cough, at which point the dog immediately stops the lick 
And then there's the most fabulous, you couldn't get an actor to do it, side eye to camera. Let me open this. You sent this to me now. I've never seen it before. I'm going to open it now. Oh, you've never seen it before? Ooh. <coughs> it's fine. The dog stops licking, hearing the cough, and it's a side eye. <laughs> yes, the dog turns sideways, hears the cough, stops looking, and looks absolutely horrified at owner who coughed. It's all, I mean, obviously what it's doing is it's, no, it's being filmed and it's sort of, you know, there's a guilty look up. It's really nothing to do with the cough, but in these uncertain times that I've taken to calling them, it's a very funny, she's coughing, I'm stopping licking. It licking, is. Licking. It is. It just, it is. And then whenever you see these, this has gone around the internet quite a few times and everyone sees it as sort of COVID cough caution by the canine. But actually, as you're... <laughs> Good alliteration. <laughs> As you love to say, whenever I say anything about a dog's motives, you go, you're, all you're doing there is you're anthropomorphizing. That's what you say. I don't, because I know how to say it. <laughs> anthropomorphizing. It is such a hard word to say. No, not really. Tell me one of yours now that you have chosen. Okay, so what I want you to look at is a Scottish mm. TV star. Yes. Who is commentating on feeding time for two Labradors, one black, one white. Yes. And now they go Olive away first, but a problem with Mabel's bowl. That might cost her now, having to play catch up. Both settling quickly into rhythm. You can see the contrast in styles, but Olive focused, relentless, tasting absolutely nothing. Mabel trying, but Olive nothing left, but the bowl to lick now. Olive has one now. She's taken the title back at seven and a half. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> He's so sweet. He's just dogs eating with a commentator. He's dogs. Very, very pleasing indeed. And joy giving. And that's all what we... Dolly has decided to play with my mic boom. <laughs> when lockdown goes well for people, even if it's not about a dog, it seems to be about, you know, it was called mindfulness. It's just the moment in the moment liking the moment describing the moment there's just it, it obviously it can go horribly wrong for people lockdown but that's just that is when it's working it is really about just i'm cooking now i'm going to put all the ingredients together i'm painting now i'm reading now you know cleaning the house now or just cut the dogs eating has been turned into a little thing of joy mm. um my next one paddy yes i don't know if you've opened it have you nope. looked at it yet Okay, well, it's basically a husky. I think it's sort of either a saluki or a husky on a Zoom call with its friend who it has been denied walks with in the park. So its owners have given the dogs a Zoom call of their own. You have a watch. <laughs> oh, oh. It's Laker, the husky. And Henry, its friend. And this is happening in Ireland. Oh. It really is. They're barking at each other and communicating. Oh. I was thinking, because you think, oh, I wonder how, you know, what are they actually saying? Because there must be some sort of doggy language. Now I'm doing that thing, beginning with A. But I, it reminded me of a little bit of a Brief Encounter, the film with Celia Johnson. And, and Trevor so Howard. It sounds, and Trevor Howard. It sounds like the husky is saying, Darling, be on the 743 to Letchworth, Ketchworth, wherever it is. And uh, I can't wait to see you. I've missed you so much. Oh! <laughs> and then Henry is saying, I can't. I want to, but I can't. 
please don't make me, please. I cannot come and see you. There is something very love story about it. And they can see each other and they're clearly recognizing each other by their howls. They Again, are. a small piece of adorable. And also that is how uh, dogs communicate. They do the little bark of excitement and they do the howling. It's different dog tones. We know all that's true. And also, do you remember the end of Brief Encounter when the husband says to Celia Johnson, Trevor Howe's now out of the picture. The husband says, have you been away, darling? She goes, yes. Yes, yes I've been away. Yes, I have, but I'm back now. I'm back now. So maybe that's an optimistic message for Laker and Henry. They will be back. They will be reunited on the 4.53 to Kitchworth. Kitchworth! Um, very good. Have you got another one? Yes. Now this one is from a crowded street scene, which I think predates lockdown. In other words, it's when vehicles could move around the big cities without any question. And it is a man who has a moped waiting at the traffic light. It's all quite normal. And you notice sitting on the back seat of his moped is a white fluffy dog. Then Maria, watch what happens as the light changes to green. Quite a big dog, very patient, waiting, waiting. Blimey, these lights take a long time. We'll have to edit the length of this to take so Yeah, long. yeah. Oh, oh, something's happening. Dog seems to know something's happening. Here we go. <laughs> it's just got, got up on its back legs and put its front paws on its owner's shoulder and now they're racing along <laughs> wind in its hair racing along with all the other motorbikes and that is too fabulous how do you get your dog to do how do you train your dog to do that in the first place how dolly will you do that for me please hmm? no she says <laughs> I have a seat which you can put a dog on, on, my, on, your, on my bicycle. And in the promotional video for this, the little white terrier that is promoting this dog seat can be seen running from a long distance out of the house, ascending the owner's leg, jumping into the seat, happy as can be that this means, you know, walk at the end of the brief bit of transport. In my dog's case, he looks like he's just hates it, finds it humiliating, and he has to <laughs> awful. His tail goes down, and, and he's, it's been five years. Oh, hasn't got used to it. Well, it's more the fact I think he just thinks it's very humiliating. I think that's the problem. Oh, God, how, do, how does a dog be humiliated? Well, don't you remember that craze of putting dog-shaming pictures <clears throat> where you'd write down, I ate mammy's jewellery? Oh, remember yes, that? I do. Yeah. No one. But I think, is that not the tone of voice that goes with, you know, the, what have you done? What have you, seem like my dog is now looking at me with reproach. It's about tone. And unless you say things like that to Bob, you're coming into the thing you hate now. Get in <laughs> your back. <laughs> so have you seen my two and I've seen your two? Yes. Lovely. And I've enjoyed them both greatly, Paddy. They are entertaining, and I think you're right to point out that I have a fatal flaw as a dog owner of projecting onto the dog the thing that I think myself. Although I do think that the howling, Layla and Henry, is unfakeable, but I think that everything else I think about with the dog is a load of old rubbish. <laughs> well, certainly the humiliation of having to get in a bike to go on a walk. I don't know if that's particularly humiliating. So you can tweet Maria and I, should you have no life left to give uh, in your own home. 
other examples of lockdown living with dogs and we will discuss in a future dog pod. But for now, no one would believe the time has scampered by like a multi-terrier <laughs> in the park chasing a small squeaky ball. It's time for me, the vicar, and Maria, the seagull watcher, to say goodbye. And thanks for listening. Thank you.